Hey there, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Not much. What's going on? Dude, we have so much to talk about. Yeah. We have to talk about crypto. We have to talk about the inauguration. We have to talk about this beautiful new microphone that I have in front of me. We have yeah, to talk about cool. Clubhouse. We have to talk about my Instagram ban. Dude, There's we got so much. we got a lot to talk about. We got we got to talk about me selling all my Nikon gear finally. Oh, did you get rid of the what was your final piece? The D5 was that the big oh, no. Kahuna? S- sorry, I meant starting to sell my Nikon gear. Just and no, starting. I haven't sold anything yet. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, we'll talk well, about that too. If anybody out there is interested, D5 is one of my favorite sensors. Still yep. remains. It's such a great performer. It's a little it's limited so awesome. in the dynamic range, but the high ISO is amazing, and the uh, the freaking colors. It's a perfect uh, camera. It's yeah, a it's really flawless camera. I love it. The camera. It's weird to sell it. If anybody out there, just to dive right into a few different issues, I've the, I've been desperate to talk about. I updated my laptop and uh, well, computers across the board to Big Sur, which is the newest Mac OS. Have you done that yet? Have you pulled the trigger I have on any? Not. I would recommend holding off. I've been uh, continuously frustrated, and there's no real feature. I think it's it's mostly a facelift. There aren't really any new features that I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I updated for this. Um, now I'm running it now on all Intel chips still. I initially was in love with it from trying out the M1 laptop, yep. which I think we already discussed in a previous podcast. And Big Sur runs beautifully on that, on Apple Silicon, but on <laughs> Intel stuff, I don't know if it's just I've had a longer amount of time now, a couple of weeks versus just a few days, and it's surfaced a bunch of bugs. So I don't know if it's that, if it's running on Intel versus Apple Silicon, where it's creating some friction and more bugs than I would prefer. Definitely could be. I mean, or, it's the yeah. first implementation. But my entire, I ended up having to wipe my entire Intel machine. I did a perfectly fine update, and it uh, without doing any any real uh, software overhaul or anything like that. All I did was update the machine. After a day or two, I tried to restart my computer like a hard an entire reboot yep. um, from being powered down to powered up not a big deal but uh yeah it got stuck in a boot loop that i could not get out of it would just no show the way. apple and then would loop show the apple then loop uh what about safe mode? mode didn't work nope 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 nothing worked and uh yeah i ended up having to wipe the entire machine and so Hope you had as I've been just decided enough stuff is on the cloud at this point. Yeah. I leverage Dropbox and uh, Adobe's cloud system is finally be starting to pay off. Like being able to cle- uh, keep Photoshop documents. Do you see how bright it just got in here? Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, uh, being able to keep Photoshop documents in the cloud, like all that stuff. Like I, I had critical files backed up. I could still boot it into target disk mode and mount it and like get stuff out oh, okay. just fine. But the OS wouldn't huh. let me get into it. So uh, yeah, I, it was fine in terms of backup, but I didn't restore from a backup. I just figured, you know what, I'm going to freaking start from scratch. Sure. And so there have been just a lot of weird things as I've been installing software that was or wasn't already updated for Big Sur. And, you know, just playing that game is such a mess with third-party software makers, which totally. is the vast majority of what I <laughs> install. Even Audio Hijack, as soon as we hit record on this um, podcast, it crashed instantly so i'm monitoring it closely it seems to be going fine right now but you know just weird stuff like that that's frustrating but i do have this really nice yeah uh, so this is my away from home akg mic it's uh it's meant to be i think a you know podcast mic for the masses it looks just really great i love the styling it's very vintage Um, but it'll let you actually do front front and back tight stereo and wide stereo so it's a it's a dual capsule microphone and um yeah so far it's it's performed great it's USB-C. And then the big thing that i like about any usb connected microphone is that it hopefully it you should always use one that has a um 
uh, headphone jack native to it. Yep. So you can self-monitor without having to go through software. That's uh, a big problem I see with a lot of microphones is mm-hmm. you can't self-monitor. If, or if you do, you have to use AirPods or something that has a latency and it's just a mess. Uh, it's a great mic, but it's quite large. It's not as small as I was hoping it would be. Yeah, it's cool. I I could I can envision that. Um, I could actually envision us like sitting in a room doing a podcast. That mic just sitting there in there in the middle. And it'll actually function off the stand as a regular. Actually, you know what? It won't. I was going to say it'll function as a regular XLR, but there is no XLR. Uh, oh, what, what is it? Just USB input? Just USB C. Wow. Yeah, it's USB C powered and operated. That's, That's it. Cool. 100. Anyway, AKG is a great company. I I have a couple of their. I think it's the 414 microphones. Yep. I forgot the C414s. C414s. Yeah. Um, that are nice and shimmery. Yeah, those and, are great. Okay, so we were also originally going to start um, <laughs> trying Clubhouse with this podcast you know, system that we do like one episode as a room, I guess, at a yeah. time in clubhouse. But, you know, both, both of us sort of realized as we were starting to hit record, oh yeah, it would necessitate us having our phones next to our microphones. Not that big a deal, but if we wanted to surface anybody to the stage to interact and talk through the podcast or what have you, ask questions, whatever, We'd we would to, have to bleed like, them through a speakerphone on our mic through each of our microphones or you and I would have to coordinate only one of us having right the speakerphone going at a time like it just wouldn't work it's uh, I think yeah. we could potentially you know what we could do so we could mic it in a different place <laughs> well no because then we yeah. we wouldn't be able to talk to them yeah it, it's we'll figure it out but this it's is gonna what be would have to happen I think we would each need to have airpods in our ears uh-huh. inside, uh, our inside our headsets yes and so have the airpods connected to our yeah, our our phones, obviously, listening and interacting on Clubhouse. Well, and but, then, but then, no, but then they would be hearing themselves through our headphones, potentially. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, something, this is where I could see early on already now, uh, the advantage of having Apple Silicon, because in theory, you should be able to run Clubhouse as an app oh, if sure. you have the new M1 chip on your laptop. And if that's the case, I think you might be able to hook everything in using something like Audio Hijack or just maybe even or yeah, or simple kind routing. of third-party routing yeah. situation. But if it's running native on your actual computer instead of having to go through your phone while having a Skype call Ooh. or whatever, I think that would work. That but, could of work. course, problem being uh, <laughs> it's going to be a while before both of us are all, you know, everyone's running Apple Silicon. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm holding off on updating until I can go to a single, single computer uh, solution again with just an external monitor yeah um, and i'm holding off on the m1 chip max until there is a version that comes out with four uh, usb inputs i'm not doing the two usb inputs again i'm just not doing fair. it yeah, and i fair. also i also feel like the first round implementation of of apple Anything stuff is, is always yeah <laughs> it's always it's always it's always like good and cool um but it's never like the perfect implementation and i yeah. really want that second round to be like okay we've worked out some of the kinks and here's your four inputs and i'll buy that for sure Cause yeah. especially because this one this computer is actually approaching four it's actually a little over four years old now and it's still kicking um really really well um so that's but great I, I definitely want i definitely wanted to update this year but that without but I really want the new M1 chips, so I'm just going to wait yeah. on, on the next round. Exciting times. Yeah. So, yeah, but Clubhouse in general, uh, I've found it to cool. be kind of cool. It's surprisingly 
uh, a time suck. Like you'll yeah. get in, you'll, you'll pull it up, and you'll be like, I don't know, these look kind of interesting. You pop in, and then three hours later, you're like, Oh my god, I've been on <laughs> Clubhouse for listening to this for three hours. But what are your what are your initial thoughts about it? I, I, I'm going to probably have a more critical view. So yeah. if you want to highlight some of the strengths, uh, what are you thinking? Sure, I think. I think a lot of the strengths... Actually, do you want to describe what it is in case somebody oh, listening sure. to this has no clue? It's Clubhouse. It's a new so, social media yeah, app. It's a new, it's a new app uh, designed around the idea of basically pulling... It's, a, it's purely audio. And what it does is it basically... You can, you can create rooms and pull in uh, anybody that you want into the rooms. Um, anyone can see when you go online and, and create a room. And you can basically have moderators that are in the room talking... And if anyone else would like to talk, they raise their hand and they can be promoted into a section of the group where they can talk. Basically, it, it's kind of how it sounds. It, it's like a it's a little it's a little room where anybody can kind of hang out and talk about anything they want. It's a really, really neat idea. I love the idea, especially for just casual stuff, friends hanging out with each other. Hey, I want to get uh, I just want to like pop online. It's kind of like any sort of audio chat room to be honest with you but it's the exactly what we're is, doing now nice. but anybody can listen in live in right. real time it's not edited and and we can unmute and you can sort of interact with people in terms of muting unmuting them and uh yeah it's sort of like real-time live podcasts it's even more simple than that uh, yeah it's it's, it's very, basically very like a conference call yeah. but audio only there's no opportunity for video and it's a little bit more moderated like there's a, a designated monitor in a room it's like a zoom call but audio only right and i think that's the appeal is that uh you have zero visual components to think about you don't have to worry about any of like should i wear my glasses contacts what's my background what's the lighting like you don't have to worry about any of that crap yeah uh, it's where just am i noise. am i in a car am i like yeah. hanging out with my like baby or like the thing i don't like something. though just to jump right into sure. so it's been okay well actually let me point out another strength i've been very impressed with their the app's inner um ability to uh suck people in like outside so, so like if i went in right now and started a, a room like six people would instantly oh, yeah. join the people would start joining immediately and yeah and we based i've been in based rooms on where there's like yeah 15 or 20 people like right away yeah like, and part of that is you do amass followers and you do create your own profile and stuff but um, it, it, it once you start a room as the moderator, the speaker, you can actually say, hey, add people like ping and they call it pinging them. And it will use using the app notifications and actual SMS text messaging send, a, I think, a really well thought out message that says, let me see the most recent one I got. It, it makes it sound very personal and like you it kind of begs for your investigation. What is the wording? Here it is. Hi, you should join this room. I'm talking with, and then it auto-populates with other people that might already be in the room that you're already friends with. So I got one um, from my friend Ryan, who happened to have Jenna and Phil in the room, who I know. So it says, hey, Sam, uh, you should join this room. I'm talking with Jenna and Phil about your favorite topic. And so Ryan didn't write any of that. All he did was say, ping Sam. And the app smartly uh, filled it with names that were already in the room, that, uh, people that I knew. So, And then, you know, again, smartly said about my favorite topic, which wasn't true at all. It's just, uh, it's just a, um, you know, marketing ploy, basically. And all Ryan did was hit ping uh, and add a bunch of people that he had already established, you know, followings between. We're also introducing uh, artificial scarcity with a limited cap right. on invites per person. So not everybody can flood this at once, which is really smart just from their back end 
perspective. They don't want to. What, what happened with that app Vero? Vero, where it was oh, like yeah. crushed under everybody trying to jump over to it as sort of a new Instagram, and it like just kept crashing basically. And so, artificial scarcity works to the benefit of the developers and, and like you know, slowly ramping up capacity as it grows, and also creating like buzz. Because people, oh, you have an invite? Like, let me get that, please. And then yeah. they're going to be mm-hmm. a little more attentive, and it's going to have a little more intrinsic value. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Just mean, if your friends are on already platform. on it or people that you know are already on it, you're more likely to start using it and keep using it to just kind of talk with them like i could also see i could also see myself like inviting a bunch of just friends completely outside of a professional environment and just be like hey me and katie are starting a room um and then like abby joins and then you join and then like monica joins and we all just kind of like start talking about random stuff hey where are you guys at um i don't know what you've been up to today and i can see that be kind of cool here's the thing though uh something kind of magical happens i i I don't know the right word to use it. Maybe you'd choose a different one. But when we hit record on our podcast, you and I talk in a way that seems to have a little bit of structure and the conversation moves along and it's it's very podcasty. Mm, I see where you're going with this, by the way. This is not how we talk in real life. But Clubhouse, I think, does have this sort of there's lulls in the conversation. Yeah. There's no real structure. But what I see people starting to do, especially photographers that I follow, for whatever reason, there's a ton of photographers on this platform that has no media whatsoever. It's all audio based, right? There's no way to see photos, right. no way to do texts, nothing. But there's this huge amount of photographers on there that are immediately trying to, I think, create it, uh, make it an educational platform sure. by giving a room a topic and then kind of following the structure to the topic that kind of works. But I just don't know that that's going to be all that sustainable. I guess, I guess it could be, uh, depending on whatever niche you um are in but i'm already getting fatigue in terms of the the rooms that i jump into with other photographers that have like a photographer related topic mm-hmm. are starting to get a little bit samey just hearing the same yeah. same crap uh spoken in different ways and it's it's starting to remind me to be honest of you know a lot conferences. of conferences and workshops yeah. i've attended where i'm just like uh, this is the third person talking about the same thing i'm you might get some sure nuggets yeah. of insight but it's not really I don't, I mean, I guess if you're brand new as a wedding photographer, it's going to be highly valuable. And, and there's always new people entering the market. So maybe that in itself will keep Clubhouse sustained if this is the direction uh, it continues down in terms of ed- edifying kind of content. Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious to see what else it could be used for. One of my favorite rooms, we were all like, what do we do here? What do we talk about? And we just ended up all talking about cats and like, <laughs> other things, other aspects That's of That's what I'm lives, saying. I like, was, maybe yeah, it's more exactly. for like friends and that's it i mean i'm wondering i mean i listened to a whole podcast or a whole podcast a whole clubhouse um situation on <laughs> like how how are we going to monetize this uh this clubhouse exactly. thing and yeah. everyone was kind of like i don't know we're just gonna you know we're gonna maybe maybe we'll like promote it to promote things towards our patreons or our blog or our instagrams or or you know or our pdfs or whatever and there's I, I don't know. I, I, I came out of that conversation being like, I'm not sure if anybody knows what the hell this thing is. And <laughs> right. I don't know that it even really knows what it is beyond a group, uh, you know, a really slick environment for people to just kind of 
pop in together and start talking about something. But I also have been basically what you were, what I thought you were going to go towards is like, there are these lulls in conversation sometimes on these clubhouses where I'm just like, well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like you want to dip out. There's, yeah. I, <laughs> it's, it, it's it might almost funny. be nicer to have like a, a video implementation of it where it's, where you can just like quickly, uh, like almost like an instant Zoom would be awesome. So I can be like, hey guys. And then people mm. could just be, I don't know. I mean, Zoom is already great yeah. for that, but it's, you know, you it's all it's always scheduled and like Google Meet and Google Hangouts are, are like that. But it there's, I'm, I think the success of Clubhouse could potentially leave a, a hole uh, wide open for something to basically be that plus video. I was thinking they should lean into the constraint aspect a little bit. Like they are, they are already sure. making a choice to constrain you to audio only. It could be video. Like they could have launched sure. with that, but it's, it's, and I think there's something magical about like having it audio only. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking like, okay, if you want to introduce one extra layer, oh, uh, time limits, time limits would be cool. Ooh, I like that. But if it, okay, so maybe we could make a list, okay. uh, just spitball ideas, but I was thinking text inner app yes. DMing. Yeah. So while you're listening to a room, if I see, Oh, my friend Nathan's also in here, I could message you directly. So we could have a little sub conversation going Ooh, yes. uh, related to the topic. And that in itself would surface a lot of sort oh, of totally reflection and insight that would hopefully yield to like a question that if I can raise my hand about that, I wouldn't have thought of on my own because you and I were talking sure. on, you know, on the back end because I'm already finding myself doing that through iMessage yeah. when I'm in a clubhouse with other people I'm like oh well, this would be much easier <laughs> just within the app totally but I like that they totally. are again also constraining by they're they're self-constraining by not having any likes you know like yep. most I think virtually every live stream I've been a part of other than zoom uh, but any social media live stream I don't consider Zoom the same thing because there's no social aspect to it right it's just zoom a meeting functionally kind of works the same way but there's zero profile or social net that occurs social web whatever you want to call it social network live streams that you come across on every other platform there's the like heart button and so as things get ramped up as you do things that people like they like it and they show and reflect that and i like the fact that um uh, Clubhouse doesn't have that feature, and I'm worried that they're going to start introducing things I'm like sure likes or some sort of like temperature to c- catch like the the temperature of the room, get some sort of pulse, and and I feel like that's going to start to gamify the entire platform a little bit in a way that every other social media has has done, and it's going to lose its luster a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. Maybe there's a reason every other social media platform has that <laughs> feedback <laughs> is because it works and it drives up engagement. That's perhaps fine. I don't know, but but I think there's there's something magical in in like the constraints in the way that they've chosen to go. I was thinking, if not text, it would be cool if you as the moderator had one other ability to to add maybe still images or slides or something to the conversation that like only could be you very or cool. maybe somebody you designate as the as the moderator had slightly higher level media powers other than just uh speaking i think that would be cool. dude it would be awesome to like even again even with just friends like uh being able to be like hey guys um uh, I'm, I'm the moderator i've got this room going we're hanging out we're talking about like our last weekend or whatever and it's like hey here's this like funny photo i took of abby or something and exactly. like, but I, but I also think going back to that, that kind of wacky conversation that was going on about how to monetize uh, clubhouse, 
was that, dude, that could be a great way um, to for edu- you know for educators uh, to basically be like, okay, I'm actually going to have. Let's say I'm a you know uh, I'm doing a, um, a workshop and I'm like, hey, you know, come on to the clubhouse. We we get like you know a few people in there. We get like twenty people in there, and I start sharing images. Okay, here's what I did on this photo. Here's how I got the light on this photo. That would totally totally add to the conversation i think and add to the possibilities um the thing though i I have a feeling the creation of this as a fundamental thing i think that they wanted to try for is how could we create a something how could we create a social network that doesn't necessitate anybody looking at their phone Right. Or having to in- engage with the device. I think that's why they chose audio only. That's part of the magic in podcasts in general is that you can put them on and actually do other sure. things. You know, YouTube videos and stuff, They, because of their visual aspect, unless it's a podcast YouTube channel, um, you really need, you know, it begs for you to look at it. It's You can only do so many other things when you visually have to be tuned in and engaged. I think Clubhouse uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if they if they decide to keep it audio only and never open up any other visual type of engagement I, I, even text I find myself even text yes maybe text uh, but I, I think again that's part of the magic and what's occurring here is you can pop it in walk around your house do other things with these headphones on and still be engaging in a social uh, you know manner oh yeah with totally the other uh, day um, we were on that that just random clubhouse I don't even know what we were talking about oh they were they were talking about COVID and I was talking about you and I was talking me and you were talking about how well we had this like idea that COVID would eventually have some kind of um, vaccine Uh, requirement or whatever (laughs) that entire time that I was conversation which was about I don't know 10 15 minutes that I was on that call I was driving around picking up food for me and Abby like the entire time exactly and it was great yeah and that's one of the things i've always been interested in with our podcast which we've actually done a few times like man i there was i don't know a couple months there where i was going down to dc like every other day it's like this whole hour drive would be perfect prime podcast recording time if you can get a decent quality uh microphone setup without too much road noise like i'm just sitting here with my own thoughts anyway uh perfect time to so yeah that's exactly it there you can do other things and that's what again really sucks you in and as soon as you introduce even the option for a visual or direct interactive type of thing with the app i think you start to introduce and it it could lose a little bit of its luster and and appeal um you know because like if, if, if we we get talking and we're like yeah okay so here's the photo and how I make this photo like it's gonna you're gonna put down whatever you're doing and go look at your phone to look at the photo and even if that happens rarely once it's oh, occurred yeah, yeah, but, in a yep. in a room it's always in the back of your head as a possibility and so I think you're just less likely to even want to open up the app and get involved like it's kind of cool again the the fact that they've chosen the constraints that they have i think is part of the magic Agreed. combined with the uh the social pinging that's been done in a really really smart way uh the app is is ripe for success but um there's a few things that i'm gonna monitor and i'm just worried about again also like oh how can we yeah. monetize this it's like uh i think that's you're already like putting the cart before the horse here why don't you just enjoy <laughs> it and just see what it's yeah. like 
like functionally in your life before like, ah, this is how I can sell a course or my Patreon or whatever. (laughs) I got to amass a huge following real quick. You know, first move your advantage or whatever. And I, I get that. I, I get, I get trying to go that route. But after that whole conversation, I was like, I don't think anyone has any answers. And I don't know if, um, I do either, to be honest with you. Like I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's any, I mean, you got to let be yeah. what it is for a while. Um, you know, it took how long before anybody was making any meaningful money yeah, off totally. of like YouTube? Yeah, totally. Like 10 years, <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. It's, you just got to let it be like a fun thing between friends. And yeah, if you have a bunch of photographers in there, cause most of your photographers are friends, just talk about photography a bit, but I don't think it has to be this structured, well, oiled machine that you know some people are already trying to make it but you know i we could be wrong who knows i've i've been very late to a lot of social media type of things and been you know trying to play catch up like sure. uh, instagram Same. for example uh, that was uh, my attempt at a segue yep. into okay so topic. um hey sam where's your instagram yeah can you pull up uh, i am the sam i just want to see if um if 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 that photo that i liked if you saw that i you like that i liked that photo okay yeah let me uh let me just log in here for some reason i, I know when i like your photos my... that's one of the most the most important enter thing. security code okay i'm just waiting for the code enter it and confirming my cool. two-factor oh. code error your account has been disabled for violating Whoa. your terms what 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 term learn how you may be able to restore your account to download the data you've shared on Instagram, log into Instagram.com oh, in a browser instead of the app. Okay, learn more. That's scary. I bet I just entered something wrong. Let's see. If you think this was a mistake, let us know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe let them know that my Instagram account was deactivated. Is this account used to represent a business product or service? Yeah, I, I guess. I think you're so. a business. I, I, yeah. I think I'm a business profile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's stop this shred. I've been locked <laughs> on my fucking Instagram account since Saturday morning. And for reference, it is Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. My Instagram, 96,000 followers. Uh my main one i am the sam and you know i kind of use it as the the top of of everything everything i do sort of trickles down from instagram to everywhere else and uh it feels weird to be completely disconnected i received a message on uh patreon actually from a patron that was like hey sam did you delete your instagram profile Uh, it's like no (laughs) that's terrifying (laughs) what try and log in boom so i my account was disabled with no notice or reason like zero anything from Facebook directly. No email saying, hey, we've disabled your profile for such and such a reason or for such amount of time or even just, hey, we disabled your profile. Nothing. That is crazy. Uh, The only time I became aware of it was when somebody notified me and then I tried to log in, was presented with exactly what we demonstrated a second ago. I'm, that's crazy. And uh, it's been stressful it's it's coming it's been going in waves where the first basically in half of the f- first saturday i was like well this is obviously a mistake i'm not that worried i'll just fill out the form and i'm sure they'll go back to me within a few hours and then a few hours passed and i was like huh all right well let me do it again and so i did get an email pretty quickly back from them saying <laughs> which i've done about seven times now ready so the email says hey uh, to confirm that you're a real-life person and owner of the account, write this code, this six, that six-digit code, on a piece of paper. Make sure right. it's a white piece of paper. Use a big, thick ink marker or something like that. 
Make sure it's well lit. Show your hand holding the paper next to your face. Write also your, your entire full name and your Instagram handle on this piece of paper. Take a selfie and send it to us. Reply to this email as a JPEG file. Like, geez. So send a literal mugshot of yourself <laughs> with this uh, authentication code. And, uh, and I did, and I heard nothing back. And then I did it again the next day, heard nothing back. And after more and more research online, apparently people can be stuck in this purgatory, this process of sending multiple times a day, some people do. I've only done it, I think, once a day, um, for months before they potentially it's get their nuts, account restored. Dude. Gratefully, it seems that Facebook doesn't really purge or literally delete anything uh, for 90 days. Okay. But... It's still scary to think that that could happen, and the black box of this is is pretty crazy. Like, thankfully, I didn't have any big thing launching right. this weekend or this week because I would be completely at the mercy of this no human company. <laughs> that like you can't get a person on the phone and say, "Hey, can you help me? What's going on? Can you at least let me know why or what the time horizon is like or if this is a permanent thing? Like what's going on?" I here? wonder None of that. what's the relationship with Facebook right now? I mean, is your Facebook profile completely fine? That's the funny thing. Virtually everything I post on my Instagram, it was mirrored to sure. my Facebook business page. Uh, my stories are all mirrored there, all the posts. Uh, basically, the only thing that's separated out is uh, direct messaging. And uh, no, my Facebook's, uh, all my other assets are completely untouched. So because of that, it's my suspicion that my heightened political um, mm -hmm. rhetoric, <laughs> I guess Your, that's um, the right word for it, uh, political bantering, uh, outrage, um, bantering from last Platitudes. week may have pissed enough people off. I don't know what the threshold is for completely disabling an account. I would imagine one person reporting you for something wouldn't disable no, no, no. your account. That would be crazy. But I imagine once you hit a certain threshold, uh, it, it must auto take something down or maybe they are scanning for certain words or something like that now the posts that i made that were you know related to politics were of course surrounding the capital insurrection my outrage at what was occurring and basically you know f trump and this is crazy like these these people should be jailed and uh but never inciting any type of yeah, of course they weren't yeah, course harmful not. in my it was just expression of my opinion in a way that you know was very political and would piss a lot of people off if they were trump supporters perhaps but um, or supporters of the capital insurrection, but um, it was largely supportive of social medias. Uh, like I was, some of the posts, these, these were all done on stories, by the way, so they expire after 24 hours, but some of the posts were in support of social medias, yep. you know, the free market's ability, and it was working well, I think, to be able to respond in a way that it wanted to. Like, uh, you know, these companies should be able to take people off their platform. And now I'm eating my own words because, holy <laughs> shit, they did it to me. <laughs> and it's like I'm helpless. But it is pretty messed up if they give absolutely zero reason or feedback. Uh, that's that's horrible because if I do regain access, now I'm sitting in a situation where I'm going to start to self-censor a little bit because I don't know sure. what I said or what I did. And that takes away from... I have a, a lot. I have a question. Uh, Do you know of any other? Yes. Have you done any research to to figure out if anyone else got like mysteriously banned around the time that Trump got kicked? A lot of people. I don't know about that, but a lot of people have reached out to me saying it. A either happened to them or B happened to somebody. Dude, who knew then you know what I think it is. Uh, that this I think, exact. Same I think thing. it's. I think that they're on a uh, better safe than sorry banning spree. 
which is probably mm. just to save their asses. It would make sense. They're trying to turn yeah. down the temperature on the yeah. platform a little bit, with which the political would be really, and really, even... really lame. And I would not endorse at all. But it would kind of make sense from a from an Instagram yeah. business perspective. And th- and I posted on my new backup account. So follow me there if uh, anybody listening is interested. I am mm-hmm. the Sam also. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I thought about making it I Am The Sam too, nah. but then I was like, well, a lot of people don't know it's T-O-O, and I, I guess if you just start typing it, it would show up, or whatever. I, I just wanted to make it very clear. I Am The Sam also. Uh, I did post on there, like, it'll be really notable. I don't know what it means, but it'll be notable uh, if I do regain access after yes. the inauguration. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to start to kind of free up things. But who knows, man? I, I also posted something about, like, hey, I think you should sell your Bitcoin now like i i genuinely think i didn't elaborate beyond that i think i literally said now yeah. you should sell your bitcoin now um but that was just it, like one, yeah but that's the only other I don't thing know. I how many people also but i talked about that. and said stuff like that constantly yeah i know but again maybe it's like well a lot of people are over leveraged or just maybe bitter about their position in crypto or they don't they they're so bullish and supportive of bitcoin that it pissed them off like maybe that but i want a reason so if i do rebuild another account from scratch um i know what to avoid uh, for the future or if it's a reason i disagree with i remove myself from the platform completely because i'm you know I, i on principle just i don't want anything to do with them uh it's it's a broken, very broken system as it is right now. I'll say also, um, I did thankfully, uh, had somebody who works for Facebook corporate reach out to me. They said, Hey, I saw what happened to your main account. I follow you there. I work for them on corporate. Here's some proof. They sent me some evidence, some proof of that and said, um, you know, if you hit Roblox through the, uh, support portal or whatever other system, um, you find, let me know. And we have an internal system to, uh, that's, interesting maybe help yeah like, th- okay. i mean that's awesome but <laughs> not still not freaking out that much about it because i'm just thinking like there's probably a backlog of an extra four days off of work or whatever three days off of work of people like you know just working on crap like this and now you know throughout this week they, they'll probably yeah. like, catch up and, and hopefully get it sussed that, out but, that sucks man. man yeah it's it's been a, a wave <laughs> yeah I know. that sucks uh six years five years of work and uh you know basically my entire uh i don't get a lot of wedding clients through instagram thankfully but i i am i think i underappreciated the credibility aspect oh of totally like, oh i bet that really helps win people over when they if they find my website and they see my however I, this maybe would be an interesting segue to talk about i i do wonder what the tipping point is for social media presence if you're still an active photographer and you don't amass a audience that's so big that you start to just sell and make money off of educational Mm. stuff because i think that's what happens eventually but you know there's this period of time where you're still actively shooting and you're an educator and you want to do both what is the tipping point where i actually think it starts to work against you in booking new wedding photography clients um having an audience so big that they are sheepish or concerned about Oh. their photos being shared to an hmm. audience of you know 90,000 people mm. or whatever. I could see some benefit in having a, a, an account that only has a couple thousand people where you get the like credibility bonus. Like, oh yeah, they're pretty well established. They've got a nice Instagram following, you know, 5,000 people. I don't even have 2,000. I think I'm have sub 2,000. Okay. And, and, and not have them in, you know, in the back of their head be like, uh, that would be a problem for me, especially you and I being in the DC area. I think a lot of people are sensitive about having their 
wedding photos put out. Anyway, I, the only reason I want to segue to this is because I have had that occur. I think uh, one due to COVID, uh, people not wanting um, their photos out on the internet, mm. you know, subject to critique of the the public uh, critiquing oh, totally. how they how safe yeah, their wedding yeah. was or wasn't or whatever. And then two, um, yeah, I've, I've had just at least two or three people in the last three months say, yeah, you know, we want to book you. This is awesome. And of course they always wait until the very, like you've already finished all your meetings and sent everything. They finally come back and say, yeah, we're ready to book. Oh, Oh, also can you not share our photos? That is the worst. I'm just like, Oh crap. Like that's really, it happens. It's happening a lot more. I was worried about that for a wedding. I recently shot, but they were, they were fine about it. And, and that has happened to me before where there, okay. There was a particular, there was a particularly like sensitive, um, gay wedding I shot like, I don't know, six years ago or something. And they were like, we do not want you to use the photos and anything. And don't, you know, don't, don't post. I'm like, that's, that's, I I worked it in and I was like, that's fine. Can I use one or two in my portfolio as long as I ask you? And they were like, okay. Uh, So that, that I was sort of able to sort of save it where I didn't have to like charge them a ton extra um, that's the thing. I don't think clients realize uh, sort of a built-in discount that's occurring in pricing is the fact that these photos are in themselves marketing you for future work. And if that's completely removed, yeah, there's yeah. lost value you need to take back. And it's like an awkward thing. to. And people, I don't think, realize that, that aren't photographers, that don't run businesses or right. even you know, have never thought about this kind of stuff. They don't even know what time is best to have photos in in the middle of the day. You know, like sunset light is like, oh, yeah, sure, I never thought sure. about golden hour. Like they don't know that how much value uh, is inherent, is, is in having the photos to be able to share publicly. And in an easy way to visualize or to, to explain that to somebody who doesn't quite get it, and this is what, something that worked for me is I was like, well, okay, imagine I'm a wedding photographer and I shoot weddings, but I'm not allowed to share any of the photos at all. I would not be a wedding photographer for long. Like it, it exactly. you have to be able to take, Hey, I'm an artist. Here is my art. Here is my work. Uh, yes, a photographer is kind of a unique, t- a wedding photographer is a unique type of artist that makes direct money uh, for, for their services. There's sort of half, half artist half like you know service provider um which is which is why i think wedding photography is is such a great middle ground uh for a a creative individual that wants to make money um but really wants to do what they want to do um and have sort of that creative control but yeah not being able to to show off your work uh that's that's a an artist killer so that that's you have yeah so and so basically saying that and saying this is why I charge what I do is because I'm able to share your your images and if I can't show your images then I'm going to need to charge you a little bit more uh, that convenience basically um, or for the loss on my yeah. part it's it's I've actually thought about working it into my pricing that says has an add on option of like privatize mm. your photos or something. It's weird too because it's like, oh man, I, I don't want to. The phrasing you have to be delicate with because I think people should have a right to not have their face put on something public if they don't want. But at the same time, it's this delicate balance of like, I need to show work to get future work. How does this work? I mean, you've every photo you've seen, I mean, of, of other couples sold you on getting yeah. <laughs> you to this point to begin with to 
book me, you know, as soon as I say, like, I can't show yours, you know, you want to have policies that apply to everybody as much as possible. And as soon as somebody (laughs) asks for an exception, it just throws a wrench in the whole thing. But I've thought about having some sort of broken out pricing where it's like, have no social media posts of your photos for 1500 extra dollars. It does. It's like, that just sounds What if people really start taking you Uh, up on that? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Right, and yeah, then I can't be fifteen hundred rich you know bucks Here's richer each I mean, I time. Men, but maybe like... even mentioned this in other podcasts, dude. I think it might actually get even worse as technology starts to become a little bit more terrifying. Like the consequences of everybody having their pictures all over the internet, I don't think have have ever really hit hit the fan in in like a mainstream way. Sure. Uh, stuff like deep fake um technology and and what have you like i i honestly can see a big pushback and and kind of shutdown of the presumption going into it that people are okay having their photos up being flipped and it actually we live in a world where the presumption is oh no no you need to ask me right. permission like why why did you post this without permission and so you and i and anybody currently really well established are at a huge um advantage right mm-hmm. now if that does slowly become the world we live in where people become very guarded and protective of their face on social media because people can exploit it and use it in ways they would rather not um yeah you and i at least have back catalogs of so but for any new wedding photographers that creates a huge huge hmm. barrier to entry um but right now i'm totally with you i think the the problem is solved by just reaching the compromise of like oh okay well are you okay with me yes running any photos by you first that you wouldn't that you don't want me to show or, or using someone else's names or no names at all right almost everybody says yeah that's fine that's reasonable but i could still see a world where actually no um, the vast majority of people don't want anything uh, on the right. wider internet I, uh, with their I actual was face watching this um, absolutely fascinating and and, and totally terrifying um demonstration uh, that Adobe put together years ago with Key from Key and Peele, who was on this. Basically, they were demonstrating this new. Uh, maybe if you, maybe you saw this. I don't know who that um, is. But they who were demonstrating that? this new audio editing software that could replicate someone's voice exactly. And they had Key and yes. Key on there. They said, "Hey, exactly. can you say right. a couple sentences? Say like." Just, I don't know, a couple, they had him say a couple seemingly random sentences. And then they were like, okay, here's, um, here's you saying you're going to go to a football game tomorrow. And then they like played it. And he was like, and I, it was not distinguishable from, from re from reality. And it, it was kind they were basically saying, this is kind of the Photoshop of, of audio, uh, that we're working on. Combine that with deep fake and you've got a serious problem on your hands. Here's what's funny. I've, I'm already able to do this. There's a, a podcast editing software I've been playing with. I recorded about 10 minutes of my voice reading a certain script. I, if I say I misspoke in the middle of a podcast or a video or anything audio related, use the wrong word, I can delete the word in text, type in the word I meant to say, and it will wow. exactly uh, do what you described. Change out the word using my voice, using their profile and template that they built. You know, eventually it's going to reach a point where software could easily do that we'll oh, easily totally. be able There's... to do that without having to have any preset reference other than just the, the raw you and i have like how many probably oh, yeah. 80 hours more than that of podcast content that if somebody just ran it through one of these uh technologies yeah. 
They could they, they could they have can make say my space Crazy. that they grab from my website on a video saying actually saying something crazy like i liked the rise of skywalker uh, you know something like that and i would have to come out and say no i don't that was not me uh, rise of skywalker <laughs> exactly. was hot garbage and here's the that's the thing that's where i could see once that sort of technology becomes just accessible to everybody in a believable indistinguishable from real life manner certainly will. which i think it certainly will an app will come out unless you know it gets so unless it gets banned or something um even then like people will just be able to do it no problem with using computers whatever um the pushback and the the overall assumption presumption that somebody would have going into uh wedding photos in particular any type of media would be oh no you don't share that without permission that happening and uh that that's a huge yeah barrier um, entry for any new well that's a terrifying uh thing to talk about well i mean it's true uh, <laughs> so we're living terrifying in terrifying times, times let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's give some time over to uh the inauguration um and the capital insurrection that happened prior to that well uh i just heard today they they've got twenty five thousand um national guard troops in and around dc i saw that many awesome of them are actually literally sleeping on the floor in the capital and all these government buildings. I yeah. know. Oh, my God, yeah. Man, what I wouldn't give to be a photojournalist right now there, man, that would be, ugh. And the photos I'm seeing are, are amazing for what they are, like what yeah. it is capturing, but the photos themselves are objectively poor. Where's the good like, stuff? Crappy they need us picture. to get in the there. Good, where's the really what? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, dude, I think it's going to go fine. I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be, you know, 15,000 armed Trump troopers there to try and overthrow the presidential inauguration i think it's going to be what it is it's going to peter out and, and the QAnon stuff is going to pivot into saying oh this actually means something else in four more yeah, years yeah. this is a 40 chess move for yeah something later on for trump's re-election or what have you I, I, yeah so i'm oh my gosh <laughs> you know it's also that's crazy tomorrow too her birthday's on presidential inauguration it's probably a good thing so i'm probably gonna be distracted just uh she she and i aren't gonna pay attention yeah to that's any fine of the I, political climate uh, it's actually interesting that you mentioned the, the whole QAnon stuff because uh i just read recently that uh parlor being banned uh and their hosting being cut off has driven many of their users to a uh russian developed cloudflare uh uh, hosting solution not cloudflare it would be um like a cloud like a uh, yeah there's just a web host that is based their physical servers are probably based in russia cloudflare is not that Uh, cloudflare is its own company that does sort of go between hosting to mostly protect websites and services from ddo uh denial of service attacks um cloudflare wouldn't be the brand that uh, i don't think uh hosts parlor Maybe, but Cloudflare is based in the U.S. So right, I don't think so. right. It's probably that type of service, which is crazy, right? Which is the, oh my gosh, levels. Yeah, I don't even there's know what to unpack with that. Of, but it is just um, crazy. <laughs> there's levels, basically. Right, they're hosting... American insurrectionists that are calling themselves <laughs> patriots that want to overthrow the government, but for but because they believe that Trump is the real president, but now they're on a Russian hosting solution russia likes trump and i know what just happened that's interesting to think about if you want to go full circle with where everybody was at politically uh with 
Trump getting elected and it being an which in, totally you know, happened. I mean, that's like of, it's just uh, it's ads. just interesting to uh, yeah think about. I don't know, but we don't have to go too deep into it. I'm sure. I mean, it's being talked to death by so many other people, much more knowledgeable than us as well. But it's, tune uh, what is your plan for tomorrow? Are you going to tune in? I, I've heard it's going to be done digitally. I don't think it's going to even be like out on the Capitol. I would. It would kind of uh, suck if it steps, wasn't. Maybe uh, it is, out on the steps. You know, because then so. It really you would. turn DC into an actual fortress. You cut off all of the roads that lead into the city. You put twenty five thousand National Guard troops there, which is higher than the nineteen thousand I was I heard a week ago. And then you don't even do the thing outside. I mean, like it sounds like that. That's just crazy to me. Well, I mean, they, you know, they don't crowds want can't crowds. get in. They I mean, don't want crowds, which is they're not going to let already. anyone in. They, yeah, they're not. I don't know. Have you been I to DC? So. Are they just like complete lockdown of? Uh, okay, yeah, I have some friends that live in like Dupont Circle and stuff, and they're officially within God, the like dude, militariz- militarization zone or something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they're actually blocking down streets and like stopping passage. That would be crazy. Uh, you know, I could see it around directly around buildings like the Capitol, but I think they're yeah. actually there's like a That's wide true. bubble of where they're locking things down you know, or not. But I, would, I wish I could see it, it it's, firsthand. It's just, just sure. either way, whatever you feel about these times, I just feel it's so crazy to be actually living in historic times that will be talked about for the next 100 years. I mean, I thought it was going to, when the pandemic, I mean, when Trump got elected, I was like, okay, this is going to be wild. Um, and it's going to be something new every day for the next four years. But then when coronavirus hit, I was like, Oh, and well, then he got impeached, and I was like, okay, so now we're going to be talking about this for a while. And then coronavirus hit, and I was like, this is crazy. We're still talking about the, you know, the Spanish flu. We're still talking about the Great Depression. Like, it, yeah. I know, man. Yeah, you're right. 2120 is going legacy. to be like, they're going to look back it, and be like, man, 2020 was crazy, guys. It, it also has that going for it, the fact that yes. it is a simple round 2020. Like, it's crazy that this all occurred on such a memorable, easy, like that. Yeah. I mean, if this was like 2015 or 2017, yeah. people would be like, yeah, it was like the early 2000, whatever. But 2020, oh, totally. that's got a ring to it. That's like a yeah, the market recession of 20, 2007, 2008. <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really ring for me. Did it really happen? Exactly. Yes, it was 2008-ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, 2020 though. That's quite the. Now we got this new strain of no, COVID. I, can't. I haven't I even can't. been reading about it because I just can't. Yeah. Do you know anybody that's been vaccinated yet? Yes, my wife has been vaccinated. Oh, uh, she nice. decided she she was not going to. She's she's very pregnant right now. She's in her third trimester. She was like, I'm not going to get vaccinated while I'm pregnant. There's just not enough research that's been done about it. Um, and then just get it right after. But then, uh, she went down to so it was, it was about a. I guess two weeks ago, she was working, she works at a hospital, and she had to go down to um, the biological containment unit to uh, huh. see, to, to help out a mom that had just given birth um, by a C-section um, and was on a vent, and uh, she had COVID. And when she went down, the woman was, like, on the, she, basically... I I, th- I don't want to like violate HIPAA, but basically she was in a, a horrible looking situation and Abby mm. was like caring for the baby and everything. And then she came back upstairs and she was like, I'm going to get the vaccine. Screw this. Uh, I don't want to okay. end up like that. So um, 
Yeah, so she went ahead and got it, and uh, I'm really is this stoked the, on it. Are all the vaccines uh, two series of shots? As of now, I think they all are, yeah. So she's still got another round. Okay. Any side effects in any way? I've heard that most side effects come after the second shot. Yes, but, that's correct. Yeah. She didn't have really any symptoms. She she was fine. Her, her arm hurt a little bit. It's pretty much standard, and then she kind of, like, took it easy the next day. But she had no symptoms, really, at all. I was actually okay. impressed. She was, like, lifting stuff and doing all kinds of stuff that I was telling her not to do. And um, nice. so, yeah, she was fine. Unless you had another topic related to COVID in some way. I, no. I want to I just touch on... Uh, Cryptocurrency, ETH. It uh, looks like it's selling. Wow. Ethereum is popping. 1,417 right now. Yep. Bit- Bitcoin's basically leveled off or been depressed for the past week or two. Uh, Ethereum. What, so what was your play here? Okay. You're, you're, you're clearly in the throes of emotional trading oh, right now. I'm an emotional. I'm having a real <laughs> wacky morning. For all those of you that don't know, I only—I don't have much money in the crypto market, but the money that I do have is being thoroughly mismanaged by myself. You have like what, thousand dollars, five hundred bucks, something? It's like six hundred. It's like almost seven hundred bucks. So I, it's—it's it's not. <laughs> Last much. week it was like eight hundred, but that's fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what I've done is I was like really in on Stellar, and I was like, this is really exciting, and it's going to go up, and it didn't really do much. And so right a, a month ago, or I guess it was like three weeks ago, but you, when everything you had previously been in on stellar along with a ride with me oh, a little yeah. bit however weeks late i think yeah. uh yeah. back two years ago right? perfectly yeah. too late and then i and then i i waited until the exact wrong moment to sell it because i was like screw lumens i'm going ethereum and so i put everything into ethereum and litecoin and those and litecoin ended up actually doing doing a lot for me i made a few hundred bucks with litecoin and so it was going up and um last night um i was like i was i was I was about to go to sleep, and for some stupid reason, I checked my phone, checked the coin stats, and Ethereum's going up. And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm like a hundred bucks up on this right now. I have a feeling like it's going to go down, it, like overnight. Like it, it was going up <laughs> so high that I was like, there's no way it's it can go higher. I I trans. So what I did is instead of selling it and just like having the money do nothing, I decided to convert it into Stellar Lumens, which has been very very like volatile well it, no it's 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 been holding its value pretty well over the last few it, weeks it's just been sitting it's at been 30 holding cents. it at 30 cents for a week <laughs> okay okay well it's it Since, seems like uh, i wouldn't lose any money just on so it. you know january 4th not 12 days ago something like that uh it was 13 cents yes but go i know i know <laughs> yes um okay. but my general feeling is that when coins tend when t- coins go up they tend to sort of stay from what they were previously anyway for like a minute yeah they can uh, over, generally speaking so i was like okay sure. i'm just gonna keep it in lumens so that i don't like lose a ton of money probably um so and right now it's fine stellar lumens has completely held its value over the last few hours but or the last 24 hours but what happened is is i sold it uh and then ethereum con- decided to go up 100 points so i missed out on you know basically not much i mean i missed out on basically 70 dollars worth of of growth but it's i woke up in the morning and i saw this ridiculous number on ethereum and i i instantly realized uh, my mistakes and i and i have a really cool idea uh, after i describe this story that i want to tell you about what i realized uh, and me and you have talked about this for a long time that 
cryptocurrency is precisely equivalent to gambling. There's not really much of a difference. Um, it's all nope. on market whim, so anything can happen at any yep. time. Um, and the the real key is just, just like gambling to uh, to decide how much money you are putting in with the full knowledge that it is okay if that money disappears, and to be happy with whatever growth that you get. And so I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to internalize those those rules. But the new rule that I came up with is that. Uh, after after this morning is that i am smart and the market is dumb and so (laughs) trying to game the system like i've been trying to do is like playing chess with a monkey it's not gonna go well it doesn't have any predictability they'll probably take a crap on the board and run away and put a top hat on and yell at you as they run away so that's kind of where i'm at right now is i'm like i'm deciding that the market is dumb and i am smart and i need to stop looking at it like a game and start looking at it more like the gambling that it 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 is uh and try to try to stick to some more more safe rules uh than like just trying to be wacky with money i lose every time here's the thing (laughs) it took me forever to realize with crypto there there are no underlying fundamentals for any of these coins it's all rumor and speculation so if you happen to get lucky uh you are getting lucky based on whatever the market sentiment is at that time and it just occurs at random times that the the market sentiment aligns behind a particular coin for a particular reason or a a really 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 big market mover right. market maker whatever somebody with a ton of money actually does manipulate the, the value based on big swings and moves and in, in their investments but you're sort of beholden especially at the the you know when you don't have millions right. of dollars right. uh to play with you're truly beholden on uh, the backs of of what these big movers do and what the market in general uh decides to do and so that's a scary place to be the same case i think could be made for the the regular stock market at large except that in general they do they are eventually held accountable to some fundamental reality of how they do as a business um, right. and how the economy is doing i mean to some degree but like definitely they, they, at least it pins to the actual fundamental health of whatever business you are invested in versus a cryptocurrency which again, is pure speculation based on market sentiment and uh, rumor and hype or or not. And yeah, that's a that's a scary thing to invest in. It's worth, you know, a little bit of money. Just in general, the the crypto market has expanded and grown over its It's a one trillion dollar market now years. One trillion dollars is insane. But, uh, you know, how big is the the gambling market at large? I I don't know. The other thing is, is crypto is still somehow entirely unregulated or mostly unregulated. And I think um, eventually that's got to change with a trillion dollar. Could change in the next presidency. You never know. I don't know quite enough about the fundamentals of this. But what if this is just some huge uh, extraction attempt? What if like the the people that actually own and operate because almost all anonymous uh, the the vast majority these market makers that actually control a lot of the bigger c- currencies like ethereum or uh bitcoin what if they're actually owned and controlled by russia or china and they're just like letting it grow and then and then whoop. overnight they're like here's our trillion dollars thanks and you know the americans are left penniless <laughs> like it, it could be this freaks me it out it could happen <laughs> 
I mean, I know that there's... Well, I don't know if it could. I, I think there is some ability to get a sense of who actually, where the money actually flows or not. But, uh, you know, I, I, I know that Russia has some gigantic uh, mining farms, yeah. basically, for crypto. And it's like, man, okay... Where does all this money actually go? And if it does go to, you know, a couple of thousand individuals, what countries are these individuals living in? Sure. <laughs> I would like to see that broken out. And the fact that it's gone on this long without being regulated seems impressive and scary. Like the government, this is something very, I've always kind of wondered true. about with the, the rapid iteration of, of technology in general. Is, is the structure of the U.S. government at all equipped to deal with how quickly technology moves. No way, dude. Like China's got a lot going for it in that they have such a centralized point of power that as markets change based on new technology that's introduced, they can rapidly iterate and solve problems. The US is not. No. It's purposely set up to slowly iterate and slowly solve problems. Right. And that I don't know that that jives very well in a in a world with computers or electricity, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's like I 100% agree. I mean, well, we're already seeing like the, you know, with with the with the Trump presidency, we're seeing the weaknesses in the Constitution, I think, like the deficiencies and what it's able to, yeah. you know, what what kind of behavior it's it's able to tolerate. And so I agree. I think it's showing it, for me, the whole Trump presidency just showed how how inadequate the Constitution is for dealing with modern problems especially problems that deal with more than 13 states, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. so I, 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 so I a hundred percent agree that the American system of government as it currently functions is not well suited uh, for uh, dealing with, with technological changes in an efficient way. And yeah, not well, to mention that like half of the country or like half of the government uh, is, like anti-regulation and and to like total free market economy and like that's fine but uh you know on on some level but with this kind of that that is not always the best scenario uh for for a mark uh, for an economy uh okay so i'm gonna go ahead and say we wind this episode down do you hear that nice little humming fan in the background uh, i would be able to except that i am hearing mine well my laptop never had this issue however since updating to big sur another thing uh that i keep getting annoyed and just throw it on the pile it's this little thing uh, the fan just is way more active than mm, it ever used to be and nothing has changed fundamentally i'm not running any new software or any new apps that i didn't run before it's, all i did was update big sur in fact i'm probably running fewer apps in a more efficient system because i'm starting from a right. clean slate and uh, anyway it's frustrating but i i yeah personally i don't like hearing fan noises in the background so uh, we've been going about an hour um yep. we'll have to do this again soon maybe we'll get our clubhouse thing yeah we, we'll figure that we'll situated. figure something out for you guys it'll be fun to have yeah. people on the on the show being able to, to talk all right all right uh, well, have a good day okay bye